Welcome to MAP, the bi-weekly market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. Mars makes it as easy as possible for you to get your pharmaceutical, medtech or digital health product to the market and of course get the price it deserves. My name is Stefan Walzer, I'm the founder of Mars and a health economist by training and working in the fields of market access, reimbursement, pricing and health economics already since 2004. Additionally, I founded the consultancy P&N Pricing and Negotiations in Healthcare based in Toronto, Canada, which supports companies and individuals globally by coaching, simulations and training, especially on negotiations. This service is including our innovative virtual reality simulation program and is part of the Negotiation Lab. And now let's learn about the market access and reimbursement systems around the globe. So this time we'll focus on our market access podcast on Spain, a very excited uh, country, not only from a weather and other kind of aspect, but especially also from a quite, let's say, complex healthcare system. And for that, I'm very happy to have Sergio Gil today in the podcast. But before we start with some detailed question, maybe Sergio, you could quickly introduce yourself as well for all of the listeners. Yeah, thank you, Stefan. Well, my name, as you say, is Sergio Gil. I'm uh, a natural from Spain, although I've been living around a little bit in other countries, in the Netherlands, in the US. I'm a pharmacist at the basic training, and I have been working first in regulatory, and uh, then I moved to marketing, and then to uh, general management, always in the medical device industry, just a little bit, a couple of years, three years in the pharmaceutical industry. But that was a little bit boring, so I moved back to, to medical devices. And I've been working there for uh, from about 30, 35 years. And now I have a company in Spain that what we do is helping the companies to get into the Spanish market. So in several ways, just working on the regulatory side, on the market entry, uh, distribution, etc. Okay, very interesting. So interestingly, you just said, I think the drug world was too boring for you. So now we are really interested to hear what is the excited part of medical device, obviously in Spain. So in other words, how does basically the healthcare system in Spain really work for market access slash reimbursement for new medical devices? Yeah, medical devices Medical devices have a big difference with uh, drugs. That is the time perspective. So yeah. when you are working with pharmaceutical companies, it's not rare that they have a horizon of five, eight years. And uh, you tend to think, I don't know what will be happening in eight years. Uh, Mark, uh, medical devices are much more dynamic. Mm-hmm. You can launch products more easily. Let's see what the new directive will bring to us. So that could be... Uh, a big issue, but until now, it's been a, a more dynamic uh, market in general in all countries of Europe. Regarding Spain, Spain is a, is a complex country from the point of view of devices. We have two main differences uh, in regards to other countries. Uh, number one difference is that we don't use the DRG uh, classification for uh, uh, for reimbursement. So the system in Spain is based, we will be probably getting into that later in a budget base, in a, in a return of, of uh, expenses base. 
And second is that we have 17 regions, and each one of the regions have full power from the healthcare point of view. Regarding medical devices, not in other areas of, uh, of healthcare, for instance, in pharmaceuticals, is a very centralized system, the same as in any other country. But in medical devices, this is a decentralized countries where you have to go through each one of these 17 uh, regions, and each one of them are different. So I think that this is the, the challenging part and what makes Spain a little bit different than the other. Yeah. In the other side, now it's the fourth biggest market in the European Union. Now that our friends from Britain left, it's a fourth market. So it's a quite an interesting market to to be focusing on. No, I, I could imagine. I mean, it's quite interesting, um, especially as you said, I mean, it's, it's a decentralized approach, meaning strategically companies might maybe even just choose few kind of regions in Spain and not launching in the others? Or is that rather rarely happening? It's just more kind of staggered approach. Uh, yeah. Usually you start by the big ones, Barcelona, Madrid. Yeah. And then you're moving to uh, the other regions. Also, the time of approval in each one of approval uh, of reimbursement of of, uh, of the uh, acceptance to be paid, it's different depending on the region. So some regions you can get relatively fast, three to four five months. Mm -hmm. In other, it can take almost a year. So that's the logical and normal approach from companies is we start by the biggest ones, the three, four biggest regions, mm -hmm. and then I move to the to the other uh, regions. That's, <clears throat> That's from the from the reimbursement point of view because mm -hmm. the the communication if if you have if your product is approved, is e marked, mm -hmm. you have to submit the communication to the health authorities, and this is doing in a centralized way. So mm -hmm. by the health ministry. So mm -hmm. the communication of the product is not done in each one of the authorities; is done centrally by the health ministry, and then they give you the approval to sell in Spain. Mm -hmm. And then what you have to do is taking care that each one of these 17 regions are accepting your product to be sold in their territory from the uh, reimbursement point of view. Okay, and, and that centralized document submission, is that rather administrative or could there as well yeah, be very, very administrative, very okay. administrative. So okay. uh, IFU, labels, CE marking, uh, data from the company, it's doing, it's done electronically. You yeah. pay a hundred euros and uh, you can sell from the moment that you have done the, the submission. Okay. And then sometimes the authorities come back to you with small questions like uh, uh, why this label is not uh, written in Spanish because you have to submit that also in Spanish and things like this. But in okay. general, it's quite a straightforward uh, process. Got you, got you. And um, what are then the kind of decision drivers on a regional level um, in order to say, yes, we pay for the product? I mean, you said, and it's probably linked to that as well, that in Spain, you're not using in inpatient settings, the DRG, um, let's say, system as we know mm -hmm. a lot of other, let's say, countries. But obviously, it's, all, it's the same question for the outpatient setting, right? Um, so yep. if, it's, if I got it right, um, it's more a return on... That's a cost, right? On expenses. So whatever was spent yeah. <clears throat> is basically then re reimbursed, right? Exactly. So the, the process, let's just start by the by this last uh, question that you did. Uh, the question is how do I get paid by uh, the authorities for my medical device? 
And the answer is the hospital will pay you for your medical device. And then the hospital has a budget that has agreed with the regional health authority. It works the same as a company. So they sit with the with each one of the hospital, sit with the health authorities, the regional health authorities. They have a budget for expenses and they are paying you from the budget they have. So that's why sometimes at the end of the year, some of the interventions are stopped or slowed uh, because the budget of the hospital just is not enough to cover at the next uh, surgery. Yeah. And then you have to wait until next year to sell your product. Obviously, we are not talking about uh, critical issues like uh, heart valve and so on. We're yeah. talking about knees or or shoulders or something yeah. like this that the company just or syringes or something like this that they run out of budget and you have to wait for the for the next uh, process most there is a law in spain that uh, everything that is uh, more than fifteen thousand or eighteen thousand you have to go through a public bid so every time the hospital has to buy something that is more than these quantities it's mandatory to have it in a public bid. Mm-hmm. And then we come to the first part of your question, which are the difference between the regions? So how do you manage that? There is no rule that can tell you, you will get the reimbursement for sure mm-hmm. in every single region, because mm-hmm. mainly there are three main approaches. Mm-hmm. One approach, approach number A, uh, is there are regions that accept everything or practically everything, and let the market decide who will be buying what. There is, Valencia could be one example of that. There is regions where they are very strict on the approval of the product. So getting into the list of reimbursable medical devices is very complicated. It can take a lot of time. And then when you are in the list, then you can sell in the area. Andalusia could be one example mm-hmm. of that. And then there are regions where it's increasing every time more the central public bids. So uh, you're getting into a public bid that covers the full region. And then if you get approved for the bid, you can sell in the full region. If you're out from the public bid, you will not be able to sell anything to the public mm-hmm. hospitals for a whole year. Catalonia, the Basque area are examples for Mm -hmm. for that. There is one issue also that we have to take into account. That is, in Spain, there is a lot of private uh, or semi-private hospitals, Mm -hmm. hospitals that are pending, uh, are uh, the the structure is uh, based on on a health uh, fund or 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 health insurance. Uh, Hospitals that are owned by by religious communities, hospitals that are owned by um, city councils, not many of them, but uh, health uh, insurances, there are a lot of them, very big. How this works, if you want to sell a product there, it works like basically like a private hospital. Mm-hmm. And then they have agreements with the, with the uh, social security to take care of the patients that are coming from the, the social security, not all of them have an agreement. If they don't have an agreement, it's just like a private hospital. You have to come to an agreement in price. Uh, you can sell there and you have to convince the doctors. So it's a purely 
private uh, sales. If they have an agreement with the with the social security, you will have to take into account that the prices that you are charging them should be in line of what the social security is paying them. So they will be more more cautious in in, in, in in buying your product, and especially you have to be very careful on the on the prices. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. I mean, <clears throat> you also said just a couple of minutes ago that it could happen that some regions would never, let's say, reimburse one or the other kind of medical device. Would is is that then happening that it's more like a I mean as it was known in I think especially in the UK, like a kind of postcode lottery. So meaning that it's a bit of luck if patients are living in that region, um, if it's reimbursed. And mm. second question to that, are they are they then really traveling, for example, to another region where it's available? Is that allowed in Spain or uh, it is, let's start by the second part, it is allowed and it uh, happens that you get sometimes uh, surgery. It has to be approved by the authorities, but it happens. So it's okay. not, there is no restriction on traveling, on treatment in other in other areas. How, why some areas are more restricted than the others? I think it's a matter of uh, the strategic view that you have to, on the market. Uh, again, you can have the view of, I don't want to spend money. You know that uh, money spending is on the, on the, on the head of every one of the, of the management in the health sector. So now we are a sector that is very regulated from the, from the expense point of view. Mm -hmm. So, and then some areas think that the best way to contain the cost is not having products that are. Uh, in the market. So the less products there are in the market, the less possibilities are there to, to spend. And then they put you a lot of trouble. You have to show really that the product is, is needed. You need support from the doctors and you need to be there every month trying to push the product and showing the advantages and so on until you get the approval. In other regions, is again, it's not so complicated. Uh, they They just accept your product with a minimal administrative um, approach. Mm. And once the product is approached, is approved, it's then just a matter of the market. The one Got that you. is uh, regulated. Got you. And I mean, is, is there any kind of use of, let's say in the broader sense, health technology assessment in those processes, maybe in some regions, or is that basically- uh, This is done at the hospital level, not mm. at the central level. So hospitals, especially for, for products that are electronic, let's say, let's reduce it to the to the fact everything that is uh, uh, plugged somewhere, these ones need to have an approval from the technical part of the hospital. But it's just a, a very uh, a very safety uh, approach. So they want to make sure that they don't disturb other mm -hmm. other mechanisms, that they don't uh, have these waves and the other waves going out from the uh, from the medical device but again it's basically for the uh, for the pluggable uh, uh, things so electric electronic or electrical things for the other type of products it's starting now it's mm -hmm. starting now a kind of evaluation but again most of the times is at the hospital level mm -hmm. except the regions that are doing the bits uh, very central and then it can be at the central level but is it starting now? Yes. Okay.
So do I get it right that in some regions you first need to submit more administrative on a national level, your file, and it's getting approved, the hence you can sell. Then you go to maybe a region where you as well need to first discuss a bit if it's being reimbursed. And then finally, when you're ending up on a hospital level, you would need to, let's say, request again the funding on a on a hospital level. Yep. Is it rather a kind of question like, um, you know, if the physician needs it, it's more creating the demand or yeah. Is that more? Yeah, you got it right. Uh, so the step is first, you need to get into the list of reimbursable devices in the region. And then you have to fight for the hospital. So that you are in the list doesn't mean that you will get orders from the hospital. So, But it's a scale thing. So first, you need to get the, let's say, the technical approval on mm -hmm. the centralized uh, way, which is, again, a very administrative uh, fact then you have to get on the listing of the uh, regions and then you have to get the sales at the hospital level so it's three different levels that you have to to follow got you and i mean i i, I still remember a, a good old friend in italy I and mean, he was normally just telling me look whenever i open a door with any kind of payer there i would need to give a discount is that the same in spain meaning every level wants another price discount or is that more let's say too broad um, it, as we do a lot of bits, the discount is built up in the bit. Okay. I mean, if you want to be, uh, you know, how all these bits work is there is some points for the technical side mm -hmm. and some points for the economical side. And then if you want to win in both sides, you have to reduce the price. So exactly. uh, the discount is, is getting into the, into the, into the economical side. Uh, you can be very good in the technological side and get your prices uh, higher. You have to manage the bits mm -hmm. a little bit. So this is something that you you need to learn how to how to approach the hospital and how to make the bit before it's in the official, so that uh, the uh, the technical specifications of the bit are closer to your product. And that's that's a commercial side of the of the issues. Got you, got you. And I mean, we've spoken a lot about hospitals. Is there a difference if I have a medical device which is being used in the outpatient setting? So for example, I don't know, yep. post measure or anything like that? Yep, completely different. On the outpatient, this is centralized. Mm -hmm. uh, it's centralized. And there is a list that the regions need to comply with that mm -hmm. list. And it's just covering a few products the list is updated time to time, but to give you an idea, the last time it was updated was 2021, and it was just a little change over the list that was approved in 2018. <laughs> and there has not been updated, and I don't expect that there will be any update. One possible update that we could have is related to Anything related to women's health, mm -hmm. uh, like uh, menstrual cups and things like this, that is something that everybody expects a modification on the law in the coming months, years. But apart from that, we don't expect to have any changes. Which are these outpatient reimbursed things? Is uh, surgical pads and gauzes, mm -hmm. uh, crouches, uh, some types of um, Colors, for instance, for mm -hmm. when you get a uh, car accident or things like this, uh, these type of of things are the ones that are 
reimbursed for the outpatient. Not much more uh, um, ocular prosthesis, mm -hmm. things like this. So it's not really a big market. Well, it's a big market if you are in that market, obviously. If you are a medical <laughs> yeah. device that you're selling artificial eyes, obviously that's 100% of your market. But in the men, in the broad sense of medical device, it's a very small, very small area where it's uh, Got you. yeah, reimbursed at the at the patient level. So how could I let's say think about that outpatient list? Is it a let's say quite broadly defined product categories? Meaning if no, I no, have no. A kind of me too, yeah. I can easily squeeze in and I have an issue if I have an innovation. Uh, yeah, I would say it's halfway. It's not very broad, but it's not very very, very, very detailed. Okay. Uh, it's easy to get it. So okay. uh, let me use the same example as the uh, ocular prosthesis because I have been working in a company that was in that area. You will always find the paragraph to fit your product. The paragraphs are more or less limited, but you always will find one description that fits your, your product. The same for the for the causes and the same for other things. So it's not very, very, uh, very detailed. Okay. And, and I mean, once you would, let's say, find a kind of hole to get in there, this would basically mean that the, uh, let's say, region slash the insurances or the system basically needs to pay for the product, right? The, in the process, that way goes a little bit the other way around that in the, that in the normal medical devices. You will be selling your product to the specialist, mm -hmm. and then the patient will get an approved from the social security and he will pay for the product and he will get reimbursed for the product later. Okay, got you, got you. Or part, depending on the product, part of the money will get, for instance, if you can buy that in the pharmacy, mm -hmm. the pharmacy will get part of the uh, reimbursement from the social security and uh, you will get maybe part of the reimbursement. For instance, uh, wheelchairs. Wheelchairs are in this list. Mm -hmm. Wheelchairs, you will have to pay in advance, and mm -hmm. then you get the reimbursement uh, later. Got you. But uh, other products, you will go to the pharmacy, and it's the pharmacy, the ones that gets the reimbursement. You don't pay anything, mm -hmm. and the pharmacy is the one that gets reimbursed. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And at which level, or are there maybe any kind of price discussions, negotiations? Mm, there is no fixed prices. Okay, so meaning if if I find a way to get onto the list or I, I can define my product to be on the list, I could basically more or less sell it, right? Through the pharmacies, for yeah. example. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, I would get the price I want in a way, right? In a way, yes. You will okay. get the, the reimbursement uh, there. The, the, you, you will need to obviously to file for a price, or a mm -hmm. reimbursed price, mm -hmm. which can have a certain level of... Uh, of uh, discussion, mm -hmm. but uh, price tends not to be a problem in this in this area. Okay, so. interesting. Okay, um, and another interesting one. I mean, you just mentioned, and it just uh, let's say rang another bell. I mean, you just said digital. Uh, we were speaking at that time still in the hospital, but um, obviously we know a lot now from I think a couple of countries like Germany, also England, and a couple of other countries moving a bit more do those kind of digital health apps now as well? Mm -hmm. Is there a path in Spain? I mean, I could hardly see one, right? Because I could imagine that such kind of let's say, products are not yet on that outpatient list. Yeah. And I don't see a big market in the inpatient one. So is that rather a kind of 
personal yeah, thing yeah. uh, or an insu- no. a, a private insurance as an add-on for yeah no, it, there is uh, it's starting to be uh, discussed because you know mm-hmm. there, there is a, a directive being discussed also on the e-health mm-hmm. and there is also a discussion in the local level uh with the regional with the regional authorities but there is nothing nothing concrete so this would be a product that will be sold directly to the hospital now just now i'm working with a hospital that has such a such a product a product to to um, get a type of surveillance from uh, for patients from home so the hospital can follow up the uh, the blood pressure and so on from home and it's a digital thing and the hospital will pay for it 100 percent interesting so it's just uh, it's just like you were selling anything else uh, there is no no uh, no special legislation more than the compliance that is already on the on place in Europe about the CE marking for for medical devices, but from the point of view of uh, reimbursement, there is nothing. Okay, and th- there's least. also no way to, for example, agree on I don't know a special contract between a region and a hospital, for example, if they use something like digital telemonitoring. Uh, not that I know. Okay. Not that I know. So it's a very exploratory, uh, a very exploratory field. So, and I think that we are all in Europe waiting for someone that is telling us what we need to do with these products because uh, the, the main the main issue with this product is that uh, no one is controlling it. Mm. So you can get someone that is telling you, okay, this is good for uh, following up the patient from home, mm. but you don't know if the measurements that you're getting are the right mm. uh, measurements or not. Because nobody is controlling it, and and, and uh, it's a freewheeling, it's a freewheeling area. Uh, they don't get the C marking through the through the new directive. Yeah, uh, you don't have to show anyone which are the controls that you have, and if you have to show them, there is no authority that is controlling that. It's just the final customer. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting area in the future. So to see how we evolve in one area or the other, uh, in one direction or the other. But in, for the time being, there is no legislation, no no rules to follow. Uh, if you have something in the e-health uh, area, you just uh, have to get, if possible, all the CE markings at the European level. Mm. And then it's just direct sale okay. to the hospitals or the same thing. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. So we're, we're coming a bit towards the end, um, but I think um, obviously it would be great if you could maybe give maybe one or two key advices. If I would be a company uh, maybe outside of Europe or at least outside mm-hmm. of Spain, what would be the kind of key things I would need to think of and obviously to do in order to be commercially successful with a medical device in Spain from your perspective? Mm-hmm. I think one, number one, is uh, first consider that not what has been working in other countries will necessarily be working in Spain. So that will be the first thing. It's not that uh, we were we are a, a lot different than the others, but the system is a little bit different than the others. Obviously, the patients are the same. That's first one. Second, understand that the Spanish health system is complex. There is a lot of public hospitals, private hospitals, semi-private hospitals, regions. So you need really to know how to navigate all that. Third is 
Be patient, but the reward will be there because, mm -hmm. again, we are talking about the fourth biggest market in yeah. the European Union. Spain is a market uh, not based on price, based on volume. So you will probably need to adapt your prices to the uh, local prices, but then you will get the return that your sales will be high. So we will have you will have to balance a little bit uh, volume against price. And, and uh, be patient. I think that this is the, uh, you have to have a strategy before getting into the market. The worst thing you can do is just land in Spain and try to sell the next week. So before landing in Spain, you need to have a planning on how you will be getting the reimbursement, which are the regions that you will be getting, which are the possibilities of your, of your, uh, of your products. And, um, uh, do a kind of a more than a market research, a market uh, assessment. So to see if it really fits uh, somewhere, if there is uh, competitors and so on, and then getting into the into the market. Mm. And I think that then the results can be can be very good. That makes a lot of sense, Sergio. I think that was very insightful. It just showed, let's say, that I think. The medical device market is, is really not only complex, but I think in a way also exciting. I mean, I can understand quite a bit uh, why you said, let's say, let's move from the boring side into the more exciting side. I think it's a lot to do in Spain. Um, yeah. It's a lot as well, probably upcoming when we think about the digital health part. But yeah. um, I think, uh, as you said, uh, strategically thinking beforehand and then really moving strategically into the right region step by step by being patient as well on the overall picture, I think could make a quite successful story as well for a new medical device um, in Spain. Thank you, yep. Sergio, for your time and your insights. Thank you to you, Stefan. An interesting and insightful discussion this time with Sergio from Spain. And as you have seen, not only did we have focus today a bit more or solely on medical devices in Spain, I think Sergio was quite good also explaining why maybe that field is especially in spain even more exciting and maybe even more complex than in comparison to the pharma world if that is totally true and right um, i'm not exactly sure out of my experience i think also the regionalization and even the localization of market access and reimbursement in spain is true for most of the drugs at least the innovative drugs uh, in spain as well but nonetheless let's just focus on the key aspects for Spain for innovative medical devices. Ultimately, I think that's clear, probably even kind of key takeaway from Sergio, if there is a medical device, especially innovative and maybe even a bit more pricely a medical device in the outpatient setting, this is probably where the reimbursement of the market access is really difficult to achieve. In any way, that's true also in some of the other countries. We know that from Germany with a lot of, let's say, hurdles for some medical devices, again, in the outpatient setting. But very similar, again, also to Germany, maybe the inpatient setting around the hospitals across the various regions might be a path to start. Even there, for sure, a strategic view is firstly needed, especially when thinking about the different regions to go. Think about it, but ultimately, especially maybe when we think a bit more about the European approach, maybe some specific regions, for example, Sergio mentioned Valencia, 
as an as an example where maybe the hurdle is not that high where they were more trusting into the kind of market forces could be maybe as well an entrance already into spain especially if you have maybe KOLs, clinicians there plus maybe some of the other countries such as germany or maybe even the netherlands to start with a more european approach nonetheless and anyway i think it's a very difficult kind of sphere in Spain for the digital health area. That's, I think, what Sergio said already. And ultimately, I think that's a key, key takeaway, but that's, I think, probably true for all of the European countries. The strategic planning is of utmost importance in Spain as well. That was an episode of MAP, the Market Access Podcast, provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. MAP is available every second week with a new episode, so watch out. And in case you might have questions, contact me directly and or visit our website on www.marketaccess-pricingstrategy.de.